Twentieth Lesson The Chief End of Prayer I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14, 12-13 That the Father may be glorified in the Son. This is why Jesus, on His throne in glory, will do all we ask in His name. Every answer to prayer that He gives will have this as its objective. When there is no potential for this objective, He will not answer. This must be the essential element in our petitions. The glory of the Father must be the purpose and end, the very soul and life of our prayer. It was so with Jesus when He was on earth. Scripture, He that speaks of Himself seeks His own glory. But he that seeks the glory of him that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. John 7 18. In such words we have the keynote of his life. In the first words of the priestly prayer he gave utterance to it Father, clarify thy son, that thy son may also clarify, glorify, thee. John 17 1. I have clarified thee on earth. Clarify thou me with thine own self. John 17, 4-5 The basis on which he asks to be taken up into the glory he had with the Father is twofold. He has glorified him on earth, he will still glorify him in heaven. What he asks is only to enable him to glorify the Father more. As we enter into sympathy with Jesus on this point, and glorify Him by making the Father's glory our chief objective in prayer, our prayer will not fail to receive an answer. The Beloved Son has said there is nothing that will glorify the Father more distinctly than this, His doing what we ask. He will not, therefore, let any opportunity slip by without securing this objective. Let us make His purpose ours. Let the glory of the Father be the link between our asking and His doing. Such prayer must prevail. This word of Jesus comes as a sharp, two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4 12. In his prayers on earth, in his intercession in heaven, and in his promise of an answer to us, Jesus makes this his first objective. The glory of his Father. Is it so with us also? Or are self interest and self will not the strongest motives urging us to pray? Or do we not see that we have not acknowledged that the distinct conscious longing for the glory of the Father is not what energizes our prayers? And yet it must be so. It is not that the believer doesn't desire it, but he must mourn that he has attained so little. Man knows the reason for his failure. It was because the separation between the spirit of daily life and the spirit of the hour of prayer was too wide. We begin to see that the desire for the glory of the Father is not something that we can awake and present to our Lord when we prepare ourselves to pray. No, it is only when the whole life in all its parts is given to God's glory that we can pray to His glory too. Do everything for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31, and ask all for the glory of God. 
These twin commands are inseparable. Obedience to the former is the secret of grace for the latter. A life to the glory of God is the condition of the prayers that Jesus can answer, that the Father may be glorified. This demand in connection with prevailing prayer, that it should be to the glory of God, is no more than right and natural. There is none glorious but the Lord. There is no glory but His, and what He gives His creatures. Creation exists to show His glory. All that is not for His glory is sin and darkness and death. Only in the glorifying of God can the creatures find glory. What the Son of Man did in completely giving Himself, His whole life, to glorify the Father is nothing but the simple duty of every redeemed person. Christ's reward will be His, too. Because He gave Himself so entirely to the glory of the Father, the Father crowned Him with glory and honor, giving the kingdom into His hands with the power to ask whatever He desired. As intercessor, He will answer our prayers. And as we become one with Christ in this, and as our prayer is part of a life surrendered to God's glory, the Saviour will be able to glorify the Father by the fulfillment of the promise, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, that will I do. We cannot attain such a life with God's glory as our purpose by any effort of our own. Only in the man Christ Jesus can such a life be seen. In Him it is found for us. Yes, blessed be God, His life is our life. He gave Himself for us. He is now our life. It is essential to discover, confess, and deny our self because self takes the place of God. Only the presence and rule of the Lord in our hearts can rid us of self-seeking and self-trusting. We cannot accomplish this in our own strength. The presence and rule of the Lord Jesus in our heart, who glorified the Father on earth and now is glorified with Him, can cast out our self-glorifying and give us His own God-glorifying life and spirit. Jesus longs to glorify the Father by hearing our prayers, and He will teach us to live and pray to the glory of God. And what motive, what power is there that can urge our lazy hearts to yield themselves to our Lord to work in us? Surely nothing more is needed than seeing how glorious the Father is. In adoring worship, may we bow before Him to ascribe to Him alone the kingdom, the power, and the glory to yield ourselves to His light as the ever-blessed, ever-loving One. Surely we shall be stirred to say, To the only wise God our Saviour be glory. Jude 1, 25. We shall look to our Lord Jesus with new intensity of desire for a life that refuses to see or seek anything but the glory of God. When there is little prayer that can be answered, the Father is not glorified. It is a duty for the glory of God to live and pray so that our prayer can be answered. For the sake of God's glory, let us learn to pray well. What a humbling thought that so often there is earnest prayer for a child, a friend, our work, or associations in which the thought of our joy or our pleasure is far stronger than any yearnings for God's glory. No wonder there are so many unanswered prayers. Here we have the secret. God would not be glorified when that glory was not our objective. He who would pray the prayer of faith will have to give himself to live 
so that the Father may be glorified in all things. This must be his purpose. Without this, there cannot be the prayer of faith. Scripture How can ye believe, said Jesus, who take glory one from another and seek not the glory that comes only from God? John 5:44. All seeking of our own glory with men makes faith impossible. The deep, intense self sacrifice is what gives up its own glory, seeks the glory of God alone, and wakens in the soul that spiritual sensitivity to the Divine One, which is faith. The surrender to God to seek His glory and the expectation that He will show His glory in hearing us are one at the heart. He who seeks God's glory will see it in the answer to His prayer. How shall we reach this position? We must begin with confession. How little has the glory of God been an all-absorbing passion! How little are our lives and our prayers full of that passion! How little have we lived in the likeness of the Son and in sympathy with Him, for God and His glory! We must take time until the Holy Spirit reveals it to us, and we see how lacking we have been in this. True knowledge and confession of sin are the sure path to deliverance. Then let us look to Jesus. In Him we can see how death glorifies God. In death He glorified God. Through death He was glorified with Him. It is by dying, being dead to self and living to God, that we can glorify Him. This death to self, this life to the glory of God, is what Jesus gives and lives in each one who can trust Him for it. Let the Spirit of our daily lives make the decision to live only for the glory of the Father as Christ did, receive the acceptance of Him with His life and strength working in us, and secure the joyful assurance that we can live to the glory of God because Christ lives in us. Jesus provides certainty for our living in this way, and the Holy Spirit is given and waiting to make it our experience if we will trust and allow Him. Oh, let us not hold back in unbelief, but confidently take as our watchword everything for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 The Father is pleased with our obedience. The Holy Spirit will seal us within with the consciousness that we are living for God and His glory. What quiet peace and power will be in our prayers when we know we are in perfect harmony with Him who promises to do what we ask, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. With our whole being yielded to the inspiration of the Word and Spirit, our desires will no longer be ours but His. Their chief purpose will be the glory of God. With increasing liberty we shall be able to say, Father, you know we ask it only for your glory. And the condition for answers, instead of being as a mountain we cannot climb, will only give us greater confidence that we shall be heard because we have seen that prayer has no higher beauty or blessedness than this. It glorifies the Father. And the precious privilege of prayer will become doubly precious, because it brings us into perfect union with the Beloved Son in the wonderful partnership He proposes. You ask, and I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Blessed Lord Jesus, I come again to You. Every lesson you give me convinces me more deeply of how little I know how to pray correctly. But every lesson also inspires me with hope that you are going to teach me 
and that you are teaching me not only to know what prayer should be, but also to actually pray as I should. O my Lord, I look with courage to you, the great intercessor. You alone pray and hear prayer for the purpose of glorifying the Father. Teach me to live and pray to the glory of God. Saviour, to this end I yield myself to you again. I would be nothing. I have given myself as already crucified with you. Through the Spirit the workings of self are mortified and made dead. Your life and your love of the Father are taking possession of me. A new longing fills my soul that every day, every hour, and in every prayer the glory of the Father may be everything to me. O my Lord, I am in your school to learn this. Teach it to me. My God and Father of glory, accept the desire of a child who has seen that your glory is worth living for. O Lord, show me your glory. Let it overshadow me. Let it fill the temple of my heart. Let me dwell in it as revealed in Christ. Fulfill in me your good pleasure that your child will find his glory in seeking the glory of his Father. Amen.